Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, and today we're going to review the August 3rd AEW Dynamite episode. And I, I just have to say, and I start this off every time I do a review of the show, is I'm hoping it gets better. But it's becoming like insanity that you, you just look on and expect a different result, but you still get the same outputs week in and week out from Tony Khan and this organization. This, you can give me the excuses that they're injury ridden or riddled or snake bit you can give me all the excuses that you want to but please for the love of god don't play me as a stupid idiot when it comes to your booking and the way you hot shot this book every single time i'm going to start the show off here with talking about the opening the hot open when the obviously the pyrotechnics are going off and they're doing the introduction it's a terrible opening by excalibur really really bad too many words not enough excitement. And just, I, I, I'm not trying to be a hater of AEW. I really am not. But every week this show goes on for, it gives me more and more reason to go watch the other product. And that's where I really, genuinely just have to sit there and say to myself, there's more hope and optimism now with WWE. I'm seeing the same booking style from Tony Khan week in and week out, and it's no excuse anymore, Tony. This is getting ridiculous. It opens up with a show match, which, which, by the way, that anybody, any fan would love to see that, you know, given the TV time that it's given, why is it opening up the show is beyond comprehension here. It's Jay Lethal, who is a huge star in the world of professional wrestling, versus Orange Cassidy. It is a typical the match start. It, it's, it's Sanjay Dutt, uh, Big Man Singh, with with Lethal and and just typical Cassidy match. They can't even take professional wrestling serious. They got to do the whole stupid pockets spots and the the kicks and the stupidity factor. And then you got the comedy with the best friends segment with two guys on their shoulders and and just a lot of hope and cooperation here, but just went on too long. Why was it the opening contest? Which, by the way, watching the Lethal Injection finish is pretty nice to watch that as a wrestling fan. Uh, they finish off that match. They do a little bit of hype for the Battle of the Belts that were taking place on, I believe, it would be August uh, 6th. Excuse my language. Yep, August 6th. And that match... Hopefully, be somewhat decent. I'm not going to review that because it's only like an hour or two hours long, and it's only like five matches, and it's not even worth it. They show uh, after that match, which, by the way, I'm going to go talk into this, but the Jay Lethal and the Cassidy match went on for about 10 minutes too long. That's what it was. It was 10 minutes too long. Jay Lethal's way over after the match with Ric Flair that happened in Nashville, Tennessee. He's way over. Because of his obviously his wide world exposure of professional wrestling throughout the years, he doesn't need to give Cassidy this much time. I don't understand why they did it. Don't know why they, they did some stupid comedy segment. Don't need to do this. But uh, they transitioned into the Hook and Ricky Starks uh, FTW situation, and they showed that video as kind of a promotion of Hook. 
Obviously, Hook is well-known as being Taz's son. And, and really, he has some really good talent. Less is more. Does the right things in each and every single time he's in the ring. I don't see him being anything different than what we see from some of these younger talents. Ricky Starks, however, with Hobbs, is kind of getting stupid. And, and I hope that they kind of figure out what to do with Ricky because Ricky's a really good talent. Um, he could very well be the, the TNT champion or the TBS champion or the Mid-Atlantic, I'm sorry, the Mid-Atlantic champion. Um, with Which, by the way, Pac is defending that on. looks like AEW Dark. It doesn't even show that on television. It's one of their titles. Um, and, and that's where it's kind of discouraging that you have all this talent on your roster and you still can't book to save your life. So they're going to go in the two, the usual formatting, which it wouldn't match then two segments. So it with obviously with a typical afterbirth with that, that match between lethal and Cassidy to hype up their match at battle of belts. That's the afterbirth. And then you have the hook and Starks and then you have an undisputed elite segment, which really kind of saw it coming as a fan. They've been teasing it for months, but two of the three guys that they're talking about can't even wrestle right now. They're not medically cleared. So it's kind of really disturbing that they kind of rushed this to do this segment, which ended up just having a, a heel turn for Adam Cole with the undisputed, I'll call it the undisputed era, not the undisputed elite. It's the undisputed era versus the elite. And after the attack, Hangman Adam Page runs down. And um, it's going to lead to further, the Young Bucks is being attacked. Is this going to lead into Kenny Omega coming back? Which, from what I understand, what I read on the internet, that they're hoping that he comes back for All Out in Chicago, which I don't even think he's been medically cleared yet. So a lot of this stuff is all on the premise that these guys are going to get medically cleared. And I don't see that happening. I really don't. And it's really just come down to just I, I hope that these guys can put on a solid match, but being as rusty as they are, I don't see that happening. Uh, make, that, make that actually three segments because they go into a John Moxley promo. And they talk about how Jericho is the, the sole survivor of the Heart Dungeon, which typical Brian Pillman cosplay Stone Cold Steve Austin promo here. The reality of this situation, the way the reality of the promo is he's lying. The last survivor of the Heart Dungeon is Teddy Hart. That's still in the independence. So that's I'm sorry, but Moxley uh, I'll discuss this later when I do the Moxley review with Wheeler Yuta. Moxley, they screwed up big time with this booking of an interim champion. They just did. And there's no way around it. There's no way to draw money on this right now until Punk comes back. So it's kind of, they're in a they're in a low point here. They do go into a match, though, finally, after three segments later. They go into a Christian Cage. Actually, make that four promos. 
four promos. Uh, the Christian Cage, Tony Savani almost getting run over by a car that was driven by Jungle Boy segment, which was just quick and to the point. But, yeah, just no need for... Why are these segments... There's four segments in a row. Four. A recap video, a heel turn, a promo by Moxley, and Christian Cage almost get run over by a car. Like, really? Do we really need that much... You know? Do we really need that much... No, we don't. Go to a wrestling match. Seriously. Okay, so they finally do finally they do finally get to a wrestling match. I have to give them finally credit after about thirty minutes of segment time. It's Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I will have to say that the team of Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker look phenomenal in their ring attire. Um. I will also say that this match was clunky at times, but it was solid. You know, by clunky, I mean there's no smooth transition uh, from move to move. But... It, it was a clunky match. It went about 15 minutes. It worked out. It was That's how it goes. Uh, solid finish with Jamie Hayter picking up the victory. And just further continuates the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa storyline some more. And hopefully as fans that we actually see a better match between the two of them. Because the last match or two has been kind of clunky and kind of weird. And just hopefully Britt Baker can get their stuff together. Um... Jamie Hayter looks good in the ring. Tony Storm getting there. Should be a fun time. Um, so, the next match, I just... The next three matches, really, I, I, as a wrestling fan, I'm disgusted by. And I'll give you a reason why. So much talent in these six... Or these six... Or actually, eight individuals here. And they're wasting it on this. Okay. It is the Acclaimed versus the Gun Boys, the Gun Club, the Ass Boys, whatever you want to call them, in a dumpster match. The Gun Club, or the Ass Boys, or whatever you want to call them, and the Acclaimed are probably the two of the up-and-coming rising tag teams in AEW. I say the Acclaimed gets the attention mainly for his, his entrance with the, with the raps and everything else. He gets the, a lot of the, the attention. Uh, Max, Max Caster is his name. Uh, he gets a lot of the promotional work. Gets a lot of the good stuff. Gets a lot of the good heel turn moves in there. But this match, too much furniture, too much mud show, just doesn't do him justice. And I think it really did them a disservice. Because they're on a kind of a plateau of TV time anyway with this feud. But I don't know how this could have made them look any better. And just not even going to go there. Just, just I'm not even going to talk about that match. That match, as a wrestling fan, that embarrasses me. 
for what that was. I, I hope Tony Khan continually gets better week in and week out, but I'm not seeing the results that are required to do that. This, those guys, those four guys in this match could have been seriously hurt, and they look like they, one of them were. They just rolled. They rolled the damn dumpster off of the ramp. The, the, the damn in, the, the ramp. Like why? Why would you risk getting a guy hurt over a terrible spot call? Terrible idea. Give that thumbs down. Terrible idea. Terrible book. Terrible result. Hopefully, guys ain't injured. Speaking of getting injured, two old guys are up next. It's Matt Hardy versus Christian here, and I'm gonna say it too. Love Matt Hardy, love his brother, but uh, I think Matt Hardy's career in the wrestling ring will soon be done. Uh, he definitely looks out of ring shape here. He doesn't look like he knows where he's at half the time. And Christian, you know, he's in a position where he does it because he wants to do it. He makes cash. He makes money. That's what it is. And Christian's a good heel. Works well. But uh, two old guys in the ring here could have broke a hip. <laughs> Probably was, I, I would assume Matt Hardy was concussed. Hopefully not badly. But Matt Hardy and Christian probably was the match of the night, if you actually ask me as a wrestling fan. And that tells me something that really isn't that spectacular. The last of the main event was Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. And I am not going to put down Wheeler Yuta, but I am going to put down John Moxley for being the champion here. Hopefully, going forward, that Moxley can put on a better performance than what's going on here. But I would say this this match entirely was just terrible. And Moxley versus Jericho... Later on, this coming next week, is just going to be just as bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to give this entire show a huge thumbs down from start to finish. I hope AEW does better, but uh, I want to thank you for taking a listen to this review of the AEW Dynamite episode from August 3rd. Feel free to like and subscribe uh, on Twitter at YankeeCowboy27 on Twitter. Feel free to download this episode and any future episode at podbean.com. And I uh, hope you enjoy the listen. Feel free. This is the Yankee Cowboy signing off. Have a good one.